On Saturdays, we have fun because we go to the movies with Won Suk Chin. He is our film commentator, and he brings us Korea on screen, which is our attempt to deconstruct Korean society and culture through mass media and mainly movies. Won Suk, welcome. Good morning. Great to see you again. Well, thank you for having me again. So, we have uh, covered quite some territory together. We've done, I guess, documentaries and horror and uh, various eras. What are we hitting today? Uh, animation. Animation. Fantastic. We've got sort of an animation superpower right next door to us. So, uh, when we talk about Korean animation, there's, um, there's definitely a bar set, isn't there? Yes. Uh, it's also, I mean, when it comes to Korean animation, I mean, it's very, uh, it's little known outside Korea. I mean, you know, how many, if you ask anybody, like, I mean, have you seen any Korean animated film? Uh, the chances are they'll say no, you know. Bit of a niche market. Right. But however, uh, Korea had a, um, for a long time, uh, has a very uh, healthy uh, industry. I think it's, uh, it's because of uh, the work we do, uh, we've, we've been doing for the uh, Hollywood uh, animation studios. Sure. I mean, um, that's been in effect for a while. Korea, South Korea has been the sort of outsourcing hub for all of these hit animations in the United States. Mm-hmm, that's true. And, you know, for instance, The Simpsons, uh, you know, was animated in Korea for over 25 years. All right. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you know, it's because also it was uh, cheaper to do the, you know, because, I mean, animation is very labor intensive. And mm-hmm. um, here it was uh, definitely cheaper. And then, of course, uh, the Korean animat- animators are very talented and skillful, uh, mm-hmm. especially for these hand-drawn 2D cell animation. Uh, but uh, in terms of like original works, um, you know, we haven't had any success. Uh, although in the 70s, uh, we had this very hit, TV, uh, excuse me, theatrical uh, animated film called the Robot Taekwon V. Uh, uh, that was like this, it's this animated film about uh, this robot uh, that does Taekwondo. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what Taekwondo meant. Okay. Yeah. But, but this film uh, was a huge success among the kids. I mean, I was, as a kid, I, I really loved that film and, and it spawned a couple of sequels. Uh, it was, a, you know, it was really a proud moment. But unfortunately, also, it was uh, accused of being, uh, you know, plagiarism, you know, because it, it definitely uh, uh, had some similarities to the Japanese anime uh, called the Mazinga Z. Uh, so, <laughs> Down you to know, the letter in the alphabet. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we know Z. You know, we're V. You know, so it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, you know, despite that, uh, you know, Korean animators um, have tried. Uh, you know, different. Uh, you know, they've been attempting to make some some interesting uh, original works. And uh, in 2011, you know, we had a couple of these very successful. Uh, breakthrough uh, animated films. So I want to talk about them and then, and then, um, you know, and then sort of the industry uh, afterwards. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I know very little about Korean animation. So this is going to be an education for me. Uh, let's start with just basic terms. I understand the drawn comics in books. That's manhwa in Korea. That's correct. Is it the same word if they animate it on the screen? Uh, we, in, 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 if it's on the screen, we just call it manhwa yonghwa. Manhwa yonghwa. Okay. Meaning the manhwa, uh, a movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, Yonghua means a movie. Okay. And then there's, of course, the borrow word animation, right? Yeah, we just call it animation. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, the first movie I want to talk about is a, a film called Leafy, A Hand into the Wild. That's an interesting title. <laughs> That's only one movie. Leafy, comma, A Hen into the Wild. Yes. Uh, the Korean title is Madangul Naun Amtak. Naun Amtak. 
Yeah, meaning a hen that just came out in, into the yard. <laughs> okay, so the journey of a hen. That's correct. You know, despite the title, I mean, I was quite surprised. I actually, um, um, I didn't see this film until a couple of weeks ago. And I was quite surprised how action-packed this film was. Oh, yeah. And this is a film, uh, uh, you know, that tells the story of a farm hen named Leafy. And she's not happy with her sort of way of life. Uh, you know, like she's in uh, the farm. You know, she's, uh, you know, eating corns and she's just laying eggs. And But she dreams of being out in the wild, you know, the, in, the, in the yard and, uh, you know, being free. And then somehow one day she escapes. Uh, but the animals who occupy the yard, you know, they're nice to her. So she is forced to leave the farm. And then she wanders into the wild. Wait till she sees how those animals treat her out there in the it, wild. Yeah. So think about a hand in the wild. And then in there, you know, out there, she, uh, you know, meets this uh, cool duck named Wanderer. <laughs> You know, who's constantly uh, uh, battling a one-eyed weasel. <laughs> wow. And then, say, in the midst of the battle, you know, uh, uh, Wander's wife is killed by the weasel, and, and she leaves her egg behind. And somehow this uh, leafy, you know, I mean, she, as a hen, you know, she has this maternal instinct, and she bros, she brews the, the duck's egg. Ah. And then, like, she becomes a mother to this, this baby duck uh, named Greenie. And then the father is killed. Uh, so, so, so basically, the movie is about a hen and and a baby duck growing mm. up together. So, this is a movie about a single mother. This is a heartwarming concept. Yeah, <laughs> got a little cross species understanding there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got the maternal instinct and sort of you and me against the world. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, so as as you know, they have a very happy life in the beginning. But then, as the duck uh, comes of age, mm-hmm. you know, he realizes who he is. You know, he's a duck, so he can swim and he can fly, but the the hen can't. You know, because she is just you know she is a domesticated uh, you know animal, flightless fowl. Yeah. So, so, so there, you know, you have this, he's having identity crisis and uh, he's ashamed of being seen with his mom. I mean, this is really, really heavy stuff. Very, uh, I was quite surprised how, how, I mean, it's socially, I mean, you know, this in a way kind of uh, deals, you know, it, it, the movie is talking about, uh, biracial or, or, or some kind of mixed race. Yeah, a lot uh, of sub themes here. Yeah. But then, you know, the summer passes, the fall comes, and, and then there's a flock of these wild ducks who, you know, come to this part of the world. And, uh, you know, then they want Greeny to join them. And then he, he participates in this aviation race to become the leader. Uh-huh. So then, you know, in the climax, we see Greeny, you know, competing with other ducks. Yeah. And then he has to go away, you know, with his uh, kind. Has to find his duck destiny. Yeah, and then the hen has to just kind of give him a send-off, you know. Mm. Really, really uh, touching, moving uh, story. Reminds me a little bit, kind of, of uh, Lambert the Sheepish Lion. Have you ever seen that one? No, no, I haven't. Oh, it's wonderful. It's where a flock of sheep find a little baby lion and they raise the lion. And the lion, all of his life, thinks he's a sheep. Mm-hmm. And then the wolf comes one day, <laughs> and the lion is so scared, and then all of a sudden he just finds it in himself to roar. Ah, okay. <laughs> Chases yes, off yes. the wolf. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like the duck finding his uh, destiny. It reminds yes. me of that. And, you know, the film, when he came out, um, you know, it was uh, marketed as a family movie, obviously, you know, if it's about, it's about cute animals. Uh, but it was also, um, uh, it's the kind of movie that, all, you know, the adults, you know, can appreciate. But I think that it really had a lot to do with the fact that the producers of the film, 
uh, weren't just an animators. They were actually a, a big film production company of a theatrical live action movies, uh, a company called the Myung Films. And uh, they are the producers uh, behind the JSA mm-hmm. and Architecture 101. So their expertise in storytelling was really helpful in developing this story. Mm. Is this, what does the animation style look like? Is it uh, similar to sort of like an anime style where you have a lot of s- sort of still frame grabs of the characters or is it a smooth more disney-like no no it was definitely it wasn't 3d uh like it was more sort of the old style uh kind of old-fashioned uh japanese anime type Mm. you know like uh miyazaki yes but also uh the the characters were very uh different Mm -hmm. uh and uh there's a lot of sort of also the background that's just still Uh, yeah you know you know i can see exactly what you're talking about now uh, but also, it, it's um, uh, toward the end, you know, it has some really, the, the aviation race scene is really, really uh, dynamic and mm. um, really exciting. Yeah. Cool. All right. I did not realize I had a uh, Korean animation film to put on my list, but now and, I do. And then I believe this film is available uh, on some some of the streaming sites around the world. Really? Yeah. So the film, uh, you can you can easily uh, t- uh, track it down. So yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Leafy, A Hen in the Wild. Where are we going next? Uh, we're going into a very dark uh, realm <laughs> after this. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about a movie called The King of Pigs. The King of Pigs. Yes. And this what, is, is that like uh, Teji Wang? Yes, Teji Yi Wang. Teji Yi Wang. Teji Yi Wang. Yeah. Okay. That's the title. Uh, this film, I wouldn't recommend it to uh, the young uh, children or, or like in any uh, faint-hearted. Uh, okay. Just because it's animated doesn't mean it's necessarily for kids, and that's true across the board. Yes, and this is a film uh, from the from the brilliant and sick mind of Yun Sang Ho, <laughs> who is uh, now better uh, known uh, as the director of uh, Train to Busan. Oh, really? And he yes. did animation prior to Well, that. actually, he was a, a well-known animator before uh, Train to Busan. I see. And Train to Busan, I'm sure everybody knows. Now, that's probably the one of the most famous Korean movies ever. I think we pointed it out the other week. That and A yes. Tale of Two Sisters you brought me. That's right, yeah. Uh, but this one, uh, so in this, uh, Yeon Sang-ho, uh, uh, before Train to Busan, you know, he made these really socially conscious, violent, uh, merciless movies about the Korean society. This film is very dark and disturbing. But it also, you know, it can be compared to sort of the Korean Lord of the Flies. Interesting. How? Yeah. First of all, let me just explain how the film opens, you know, which will just give the audience uh, an, an idea of what Set kind of movie Set the tone, this. I yes. guess, right? So the film opens uh, inside a high-rise apartment. All the furniture is marked for repossession. And then we see a murdered female body. Wow. And then a man is seen taking a shower. Uh, and calmly, he looks out the window and then he gets a call from a private eye, you know, who gives him a number for his long lost middle school friend. So he tracks him down. And then so we see, like, OK, here's like a man who may have um, uh, committed murder. And then he goes to meet a, a friend from like middle school. And then they have a dinner and drinks. And then and then they kind of uh, we go back to the uh, uh, sort of their their middle school days when it was just really, I mean, there were bullies and they were being bullied and uh, these kids were just, I mean, not having a good time. Uh, but back then, uh, you know, in this school, you know, you have this, you know, hierarchy, of course, you know, you got these bullies and right. these. So he befriends this kid named uh, Jong Suk, you know, comes from a kind of a poor fa- uh, background. So they they kind of have to stick together. And then there's third person who shows up and, and they 
they kind of come to rescue. You know, they 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 try to uh, uh, protect them. You know, from these bullies. And that kid is just a little mentally un- unstable. I mean, you know, he like really he's violent and he gets suspended. And so you know, a lot of things going on. But then. Uh, so, so the story jumps back and forth between the p- present and the past. I'm assuming one of these three kids, if not all of them, are involved in the murder of this woman that we see in the very first scene. Well, I mean, uh, these, uh, the person who tracks, tracks down this other kid. So, so the, uh, the protagonist uh, we see in the big, you know, he's a, he presents himself as this businessman. Um, but we know that he, all these furniture are marked for possession, repossession. So he, we know he's in trouble. We know uh, his wife is dead. Uh, but then... Uh, as a kid, you know, he was uh, called a uh, crybaby uh, Kyungmin, and he was just a you know rich brat, you know, needs protection, you know, from his kind of uh, stronger you know friends, and then I, I'm just I'm making sound like really complicated, but you have to see this film to understand. It's a, like it's some rough kids, rough characters. Yes. Um, so w- well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that in the classroom, there's really no way out. You okay. Know? It's really, really what he's saying is that they you know they're doomed from the beginning. And so the film, um, uh, you know, as the story uh, develops, you know, the there's a mystery being um, uh, unveiled as the story, you know, sort of also reveals the tragedy that happened uh, 15 years ago. Okay. And that is a link to the uh, what's happening in, in the present. Wow. That is a pretty intricate plot line for, for an animated film. You wouldn't necessarily expect that uh, on the surface of things. That's true. And yeah. I'm very intrigued by the, the mystery aspect of it. Is it common for animation films to be gritty and violent like that? Well, I mean, uh, this guy, uh, the Yun sang the director, was definitely uh, exceptional uh, in the sense that he uh, was in the animation uh, industry, but he was not interested in uh, making a story for just the general audience. Mm-hmm. I think he just wanted to tell the, capture the sort of the career and society uh, through animation style. You know, he really uh, was, uh, was a, an exceptional storyteller. And um, after this film, this film, uh, when it came out, it really, even though it wasn't his first film, it, this was kind of breakthrough and it really kind of shocked the audience and shocked the critics. And then uh, this film was also well appreciated around the world. Does he have anything brilliant in the pipeline? Um, he is now uh, uh, doing another live action film called uh, Psychokinesis. I think it's about a father who uh, kind of... Uh, he uh, gains some supernatural uh, superpower. Psychokinesis might be reading minds. I think that's what, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. So, and this film, uh, you know, I think they just uh, wrapped. So it will come out sometime, maybe next summer. Um, but uh, I really hope that this guy would also occasionally go back to uh, animation. Well, I mean, he is he himself is not... A technical artist, I mean an animator himself, it strikes me that he's a storyteller and in the future whether animation or live action best suits his story, mm-hmm. he's going to pick one of those mediums. So I think it's fairly likely that he would at some point make another animation, right? I hope so too. Really appreciate you coming in. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we're back with Planet Korea right after this.